0: I sent my oldest son off to a youth retreat this weekend. He was hours away. And like at any time when I'm not with him, I really missed him. But with that great distance and for those several days, I was really feeling the disconnect. I'm so glad that he had his Gab phone along. I was able to send him a quick text each evening to ask about his day and to tell him that I was praying for him. Have you heard of these things? The Gab phones? That's Gab. G-A-B-B. They look and feel a lot like a smartphone, but they aren't connected to the internet in any way. A user can call, they can text, take pictures, and even listen to music, but that's about it. With the Gab phone, I had peace of mind knowing that I could get a hold of my son all weekend, but that he didn't have access to the internet, and most importantly, the internet didn't have access to him. He wasn't scrolling social media or being sent shady photos from total strangers. He wasn't wasting time playing video games or being taken advantage of by cyber stalkers. If you too are interested in purchasing a regular cell phone that looks and feels like a smartphone for your kids, you can grab 30% off a Gab phone or a Gab watch right now. Head to gabwireless.com and use promo code MOMTOMOM at checkout. That's capital letters. M O M T O M O M. So once again, go to gabwireless.com and use promo code MOM2MOM. Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers. But you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. Our current culture has decided that motherhood is defined by complaining about our kids online, disguising our frustration behind a funny meme or an LOL or even guzzling down an entire bottle of wine at bedtime to slough off the struggles of just running a home. We're all being encouraged to good enough our way through motherhood. And while some days of mothering and homekeeping are really difficult, and while it would obviously be easier to settle into the current status quo than to learn and grow in our role as moms, the fact of the matter is if we aim for low, that's the target we're gonna hit. Instead, our guest today would like to challenge us all to raise the bar and find value in the work that God has given us to do. We're excited to have Leslie Nunnery on the show today. She and her husband, David, are the founders of Teach Them Diligently, a ministry designed to help moms disciple and homeschool their kids more effectively. We'll be joining Leslie and the whole team of Teach Them Diligently this year for three of their four conventions around the country, but we'll get into all those details in just a bit. For now, I want to welcome Leslie to the table. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here with you guys, and I can't wait to see you very soon. Yeah, we're excited to join you in just a few days. Well, can you start, Leslie, by telling us just a little bit about yourself and your family for those listeners that aren't familiar with Teach Them Diligently?
1: Oh, absolutely. I would love to. Um, David is my husband. He and I got married 23 years ago. Um, I can keep track of that because we have a 21-year-old son. So I add about 18 months to that. Um, But we have four children. We have two boys that are 21 and 19 right now and two girls that are 17 and 14. Um, we started homeschooling our children back when my oldest was about to start fourth grade. And at the end of our first year of homeschooling, the Lord called us to start an event called Teach Them Diligently, um, which was designed to really celebrate discipleship in home education. Um, And uh, you know, it was it was one of those crazy things because we were totally green. We knew nothing about anything, really homeschooling or, or parenting or anything. We were so young. Um, but but God really gave us a burden to encourage families in that way. And we thought it was a one time deal that uh, his plans obviously were otherwise. So we've been doing this now for about 10 years and uh, just so grateful for the opportunity to serve him and serve families day in and day out.
0: Yeah. So you are deep in the trenches still, cause you still have, you know, two kids still at home. So you have graduated a couple and have the fruit of all your labor to see. And yet you're still right in the throes of it and can really minister to moms and, and not just sympathize, but empathize. The other thing I, I think is so interesting and great about teach them diligently is, you know, we have a lot of listeners that may or may not homeschool, mm-hmm. but your ministry is really, if you just write down from the title, teach them diligently. We're all teachers, even if we're not homeschool moms, right. We're We're called to disciple and to train our kids. And I've always appreciated the workshops that you offer at your conventions because they're not just about homeschooling. Obviously that's a main thread that runs through all of them, but it's really just about training up the next generation of believers to be kingdom um, doers, Oh
1: absolutely absolutely you know we are we are a ministry to families and we are you know kind of our battle cry is discipleship investing in the relationships investing in shepherding the hearts of your children we believe that homeschooling is a great tool for that but it's just that that is it's a tool in the hands of those that are very intentional about what they're doing but it's not the only tool and so yeah as we are talking to families throughout the year as well as on site like you noted we want to to help them shore up their relationships in their marriage with their children, you know, personally their relationship with God and how they're approaching things, because it's, it's through building those relationships that you're going to have the biggest platform to disciple and shepherd your children's hearts.
0: Well said. Well, for years, I've watched our culture at large rally around women who want to devote their time and talents ministering to those say in their community, both in the workforce and in a volunteer capacity. But- the moment those same women dedicate those same talents and that same amount of time to people in their home, suddenly culture declares that they're wasting their potential at best or being controlled by some patriarchal ideology at worst. Would you agree? Are you seeing those same, um, themes running in culture? And, and if so, why do you think that is? Oh
1: yes. And it, it, it's infuriating it's really really maddening because what what culture doesn't understand and and what we really what you guys are doing what we are hoping to do is help people understand that that as moms and you know dads as well we have the highest greatest call on the planet, we have the best job description on the planet, we get to do all of this stuff and pass on things so naturally to our children, and we get to do it day in and day out with the people that we love most, um, and and as you guys, I'm sure, would attest to, so many of the moms that I talk to that are investing purposely, intentionally, um, approaching their relationships with their children, um, or, you know, and running their homes and doing all of these things, very... Um, with a lot of intentionality, they are among the most creative and talented and well-equipped individuals I have ever met. And what happens when you have a right view of your mission, of what God has actually called you to do, you see all of those talents and skills in a very different way. And you recognize that you're able to really multiply your efforts. You're able to, to multiply yourself as by how many children you have. So, you know, I am able to invest in these four kids and make a deep, profound impact in their lives. And then the multiplication just goes on. So really the impact that I'm making on this world is is profound, you know, uh, the hand that rocks the cradle changes the world. Um, and that's that's really what we've lost sight of through the years is just how incredibly impactful these decisions that we're making right now really, truly are.
2: Mm. I love that, Leslie, that's, that's, it is so true. And I think we lose sight of that, but um, now you're a big advocate for this idea of casting a vision for the home, which I love, but what does that mean? And can you give us an idea of what it looks like, perhaps what it specifically looks like in your home and why does vision even matter?
1: You know, if, if you don't have an idea of where you're going, if you don't have a, a missional idea of what you're doing, then it's an awful lot easier for Satan to make you think that you don't matter or that you're wasting your time or that you could be better used elsewhere. And so I really encourage people to come up with kind of their foundational why. Why has God called you to do whatever it is? Um, You know, what is your mission behind parenting? What is, you know, within your home, what do you and your husband want to see with in these children, um, what are you looking for? If you're homeschooling, what are you looking for? If you're not, if you're if you're you know just getting involved with your kiddos uh, by helping them with their education in other ways, so actually taking the time to pray and find out what is God actually calling you to do, and what does that look like? That's going to give you a big umbrella for making the decisions that you make day in and day out, and to feel really good about it. So you know, in our home. Um, You know, we, as I alluded to earlier, we believe that our ultimate call is to teach our children diligently, to to come alongside them day in and day out, to pass on our faith, teach them to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, as Deuteronomy tells us, and then to prepare them and make sure they're well-equipped to walk through whatever doors God opens in the days ahead. So that's kind of the two-pronged mission that we have within our family. Well, because those are our mission statements, then it helps me make decisions about how I spend my time. If there is a conversation conversation that that happens that could be looked at as just a detour in my day of frustration, something taking me off of what I thought I wanted to do, you know, and I'm able to step back and see this is a chance for me to really get to know the heart of my child. This is a chance for me to go deeper into what they're thinking, how they're feeling and that kind of thing. That's right in with my mission. You know, folding laundry, we may do it at the same time, or I may have to make that wait and we find a quiet place to talk. But, but it does help make decisions. It brings an awful lot of peace to your daily life because you have something bigger that you're kind of making these decisions under, but it also gives a lot more purpose to what you're doing, which allows you to really keep at bay those lies of the devil that you're just wasting your time or wasting your talents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're
0: going to invest thousands upon thousands of hours in something which you know we as mothers do why wouldn't you want to determine what you're hoping that investment will right. look like someday i mean that's just if if we break it down to business that's just business 101 you have an end goal and you break it down to inter- incremental steps to reach that goal well in the same way in investing in your kids for so many years I would think that we would all want some intentionality for that investment.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's ultimately what that mission statement, that vision of what you're doing helps you kind of refine and shoot towards.
3: Leslie, you talk to thousands of moms each year all over the U S do you notice any common struggles or maybe underlying themes and conversations that maybe concern you or, maybe even on the flip side encourage you because I think sometimes when we're in the midst of a really hard thing, we think we're the only ones. So, you know, you have an open mic here. Maybe you have something you could say to the mom who is in one of those situations that you get feedback from when you're traveling and speaking.
1: You know, so many moms, um, and it probably is a more far-reaching problem than that, but like you said, I talk primarily to moms. So many of us feel overwhelmed, feel inadequate, feel like, you know, we're swimming upstream all the time. and, and that goes back to really the other two things that we've talked about so far, the way that culture approaches motherhood. Um, you know, if you if you listen to anybody talk about parenting that is that has a worldview different than ours, it's largely a hopeless pursuit. You know, they're going to hate you. They're going to, you know, they're going to rebel and walk away. And there's really, you're going to screw up and they're probably, you know, you're going to do all these things wrong. And, and you hear this day in and day out. And these moms that I talk to, are so, they love their children so much. They want the best for them, but they are truly overwhelmed and, and, um, kind of frustrated because they can't seem to find exactly that path that's going to make them comfortable in what they're doing. And what I would like for every single one of us to step back and remember is that we were born for this. You know, God put these children in our home because he knew that we were the ones that he had created to be their mom. Now, whether that is by birth or by choice, God still put your family together. And he, in his sovereignty, knew that you, your personality, your skills, your flaws, all of that were exactly what that child needs to, to grow and become the person that he created them to be. And so when you step back and you see that God actually, God ordained your family the way that he did, that should bring an awful lot of peace, but then also recognizes that He who began this good work in you, he that put this all in motion is also faithful to never leave you, never forsake you. And he is going to complete that work and perfect it as you follow him day by day. So my encouragement for those that are just feeling like they're lost or that they're overwhelmed is that God made you for this. You don't have to believe the lies that you can't do it, that you aren't enough, that you don't know what you're doing, or that whatever your past with your mom and dad were is going to impact Generations to come, you are able to draw near to God and allow the grace that He gives you to change the trajectory of history and to to give your children a different situation. If that, you know, if you came from a more difficult
0: one, those were very encouraging words. Thank you for that. And one thing I I'm hearing as you're talking, especially about your own personal vision for your family, Leslie, is the word diligently. And if we look at that word, it doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean you have all the answers from here to kingdom come and everything figured out for the next, you know, 20 years of a child's life. It really just means faithfulness, right? Just daily faithfulness. And, and we all can do that. We might not parent perfectly. You know, and, and God really isn't expecting that from us and he will certainly fill in the gaps where we fall short, but our part is just the faithfulness, just the diligence. And that really requires daily commitment to do the, the small acts of love and service that will amount to very big things. Yes,
1: and actually, um, I, I wrote a, book, a parenting book called Teach Them Diligently, and one of the things that was so interesting as I was studying that passage in Deuteronomy, that, that, that Teach Them Diligently, when you go back in the original language and stuff like that, it has the idea of, of a... Um, like a constant hitting to sharpen these arrows so you're just pounding away doing the same thing over and over and over again until you get that point that tip that you're really looking for and as i was reading that and kind of learning all of this stuff i thought how perfect is that for parenting because we are we say the same things 862,000 times we do the same thing over and over again for you know 21 years um but it's the it matters because god is using that faithfulness day by day those little things those little hits those little tweaks of of just making sure that we're sharpening the points, we're getting our kids ready to launch. Um, That's that's his heart for parents. Um, And it's just really, really exciting to see how
0: all of that works together. I think the struggle comes as we live in an immediate quick fix society. So Mm -hmm. we're expecting immediate, very large results right away, but diligence and faithfulness is for the long haul. And we just need to remember and be encouraged by that. That should be very encouraging that I don't have to make great grand strides every day. I just have to do my little bit of faithfulness.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, that you mentioned before that you don't have to do it perfectly every single day. You don't, you know, God does not expect perfection. I've actually found, and I'm sure that you guys have seen this too in your own families. A lot of times it's my stumbles. It's where I react poorly. It's where I do something wrong and I have the humility and the authenticity to go back and say, guys, I messed up. I should have never, whatever. I shouldn't have talked to you that way. I shouldn't have said that about the other person as my snarky mouth got the better of me. Um, Whatever it is, I'm able to apologize, to show them that God is convicting and working in my heart and I'm growing and changing, which is then setting the stage for that to become second nature for them as well. Um, so, So a lot of times God, who is so good and so loving, will use our mistakes to grow our children in ways that if we were perfect, it would never happen.
0: Imagine the world change that would take place if we moms did the knee-bending work of prayer for our homes. If we spent just as much time praying as we do providing perfect childhoods, perfect days, perfect dinners. Our kids need perfection, that's true but it won't ever be found in us. That's a gift only Jesus can lavish on them. If Kate, September, and I could encourage you in just one thing, it would be prayer. Nothing will be more powerful in the life of your kids and in your relationship with them than bringing them to the throne of the all-powerful one who can move heaven and earth on their behalf. To help direct your thoughts to specific prayer points found in scripture, we've put together a month-long series of prayer cards called 30 Days of Prayer for My Child. Each card contains a prayer theme, a verse that correlates with that theme, and a brief sample prayer to help you call upon God to be faithful to his word in light of your kids. To grab a set of your own, head to September and Co. Shop on Etsy. Pray for your kids today, because if you're not praying for them, who will be. Well, this past year especially has been difficult for moms. I'm sure you would agree with that. Hmm. Um, many I know personally are at a breaking point. Do you have any tips or words of encouragement for the mom who's trying to juggle home and work and school and a myriad of other responsibilities, especially the moms who maybe have had to navigate all of those things together for the first time this year, because of the COVID virus.
1: Yeah, COVID has absolutely changed everything. It's changed the way that we approach things. It's changed the things that we can do, really inside and outside of our homes. Um, and it's 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 upset the apple cart, so to speak. It's it's really kind of thrown everything into upheaval. And so, a couple of things as you were as you were asking that question, a couple of things that immediately came to mind is is first of all. Um, bear in mind that your mission may look different in different seasons of your life. And if you try to inject something from another season of life into the one that you're in, it's going to add frustration. It's going to add chaos. It's going to cause friction between your children and you and probably your spouse and you and, you know, your internal you and you. It's just, it causes a lot of problems when we put stuff on ourselves that isn't for this time. And I think that one thing I hope has come out of this last year is we are able to see the things that we can do without and the things that we cannot, um, because, everything, the world stopped turning last March for a while. And for some people, I know it's still hardly turning at all. Um, but, but a lot of the opportunities cut off and that really shines a light on what is important. What is my mission? You know, if, what are the things that they can't stop turning? I have to keep doing this. And that's where that mission and understanding what God has called you to do will give so much clarity to your days because, You're gonna see that the things that can't stop is my investing in my children and my investing in my family and strengthening all of those relationships. The things that can't stop is me preparing them to grow closer to Jesus. It's and that starts, moms, by you growing closer to Jesus. There is when you when you see that mission, I think the the natural response to that is, oh my word, I had better get really, really down on my knees. I'd better know God's word because it is only through God's word that you're gonna get the wisdom and the direction to parent your children the way that he would have you do so. Um, so so knowing your mission, understanding your season, giving grace to your children, understanding that they're struggling too, I think is a really big deal. Um, you know, we're not the only ones that our world stopped turning. Their expectations, everything that they were involved in probably stopped turning too. Um, and even when they are able to get back to it, it probably is harder and looks a lot different than it did. Um, and I think that it's easy for us to get very wrapped up in our own world, that we miss the fact that these little little people beside us are really struggling too. And so to step back just a little bit and really listen, um, this is actually giving you the opportunity to show them how important what they have to say is to you. So allowing to allowing the time to really hear them and empathize with them and talk them through the emotions and the things that they're feeling is going to strengthen your relationships um, at every stage of the game. I know I look back at conversations that I had when my children were little, sometimes about things that I could not have cared less about my, my son prattling on about Legos for hours on end. I didn't care, but I loved him. And now He's 19, that particular son, 19, comes home from college every day and tells me everything that he's learned and every conversation that he has. He wants to tell me everything. And that goes very much against what the world says my 19-year-old son should want to do. But it starts with those conversations, listening to your children, understanding their emotions and getting to know them deeply. And we have a great opportunity right now, sometimes because of the shutdowns, to do that even more.
3: I think a lot of times we talk about long-term goals and, and, you know, knowing that what we're doing today will make a difference, you know, in the future. But I think um, for the moms listening today, maybe we can send them away with some maybe difference makers that will help them see the biggest impact right away. Do you have any suggestions that moms can maybe walk away from this episode with that they can work on, you know, to see some big impact sooner than, you know, 20 years down the road, just to give them a little bit of goal-driven diligence each day.
1: You know, one of the things that I think changes the home more than anything is the attitude of the mom. So, you know, as we are, we've talked so much about vision and mission and, and understanding those things. And, if we can set our minds and our eyes on the things that God has actually called us to do and the privileges that we have, then that is going to bring a lot more joy to our daily activities. That's going to play out in the way that our children react to us because, you know, the old saying, as you know, as goes mom, so goes the home. Well, if you're out of sorts, if you're frustrated, if you're stressed, if you are angry, if you whatever emotion you are showing, that has a profound impact on every other member of the home because. Because as a mom, one of the privileges we get to have is we are the heart of the home. And so I would just encourage that we really look at our attitudes. That is a very quick, very personal thing that we have control over. Um, so we don't have to wait for something else to change. Um, but, but fixing your eyes on what God has actually called you to do and the privilege of that call will truly factor into changing your attitude with you know, all the little things, the mundane things, the over and over and over things that you get to do day in and day out. And they will never be less mundane. They will never be less, you know, duplicated throughout the day. My laundry will never be finished and never, will neither will yours. I don't even think my dishes are ever finished. I get two minutes of a clean counter and no nothing in the sink. And then it's like, you know, somebody brings stuff down from upstairs. But how I look at all of those things really, really does impact my children, really does impact David, really does impact the way that I feel internally. Um, And so I think that one of the quickest, easiest things is just to really, really purposely guard your attitude and keep your eyes fixed on why you're doing what you're doing in the first place.
2: Mm, That's Mm. so good. And it's, it's, not the easiest thing to change, but it's the, you're right. It's the quickest. We just change our hearts, change our attitudes. It's going to change everything.
0: Can I ask what the impetus was like? Why did you decide this is, this is going to be our ministry. And then tell us some specifics about that ministry. Cause I'm certain we have some moms whose ears are perked up and now want to get involved in your ministry with teach them diligently.
1: Well, when we first started teach them diligent, well, let me back up just a little bit. We, like I noted in the beginning here, God called us to do this at the end of our first year of homeschooling, which even every time I say that, I'm like, that's the most absurd thing on the planet. (laughs) Um, But it just shows that God's ways are different than ours and they are better because it truly was just a, a miraculous thing that he's done through the years. Um, But what we were new to homeschooling, but we started hearing a lot of people talk about homeschooling almost like it was the gospel. They were going to convert people to homeschooling. It was it was like homeschooling could save your children. And we're like, no, we can't. We don't know much, but we know that homeschooling is not the salvation of your children. Um, and so we we wanted to do something very positive. We wanted to just host a one-time event that really celebrated discipleship in home educating families, um, and just really help people focus on Christ, nothing else, no other, you know, there's no denomination, there's no walls, there's no, it's just lifting up Jesus for a weekend and seeing how that impacts our families and how the overflow of that worship of Jesus actually um, will be so profound in the way that we manage our families, our homeschools and everything else. Um, So we set out to do this. um, And it was partly because my husband is the president of a mission board called Worldwide Tent Makers that uh, is all about self supporting ministries. And so, in order for us to be authentically self supporting, we have started several different ministry type works that support our family, teach them diligently, being one of them. We also have some um, preschools in Poland and some other works around the world that are impacting lives, uh, but they also are helping to support the mission work. Um, so, we did this for this one time and god brought in over 1500 families from 38 countries and four di- or 38 states and four different countries to this one event and we just stood in awe as the message really resonated with people from all over and and it also was so amazing because we certainly weren't smart enough or technically savvy enough to feel like we were reaching that many people god just allowed the message to spread and and people really started clinging to the idea of discipleship in our families um and using home education as a great tool for that so that is that's kind of the short story of how why it started at the end of that first year we sat around with my sister and some friends and we were just like, what are we going to do now? Do we go forward? And unanimously, everybody's like, I believe God wants us to do this again. And for a while it was, okay, what about next year? Again, again. And now the Lord has allowed us to go for 10 years. He's, he's taken David and I really from completely behind the scenes for a long time to now, you know, several years ago, um, he asked me to write a book. David now has a book that is out, a Thanksgiving journal. It's phenomenal. Um, We have done a lot of speaking. We've done a lot more writing, podcasting, that kind of thing. Um, But that's all come as we've grown both as parents, as we've grown as home educators, as we've grown closer to the Lord. That's not where we started. Um, And that's not what our intent was at all. But God's ways, again, are perfect and uh, often what we wouldn't expect And really that kind of goes back to that seasons comment. There was a lot, there were a lot of seasons where I didn't do as much as I do now. Uh, Jamie, I, on site, you would still see me running around and doing a lot, but behind the scenes, I wasn't doing as much because my kids weren't, you know, not 21, 19, 17, and 14. Um, When they were younger, I wasn't nearly as involved as I am now. Um, But, but yes, there is a lot of work that goes into each one of these and, The fact that God truly has put a love for the people that we serve in our hearts drives us to, by his grace, we hope do things excellently. We hope to communicate the heart of what we do clearly. Uh, We hope to love on the people, whether they are happy with us or not happy with us. And we definitely minister to both. Um, But, but, you know, it's just a great privilege to serve the Lord this way. It's a great privilege to serve families. And we stand in awe, even on the hard days that God allows us to do it.
0: Well, Kate, September, and I are so thrilled to be joining you and partnering with you, coming alongside you to help in this ministry Thank you so much, Leslie, for sharing your heart for motherhood with all of us. It's, I personally feel like it's always so refreshing to hear from other moms who appreciate and who celebrate the wonderful privilege mm-hmm. that it is to train and to teach our children for kingdom purposes. So I, I just, um, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your words of wisdom with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It has
1: been a joy and, you know, anytime I can talk to or about moms is great fun for me.
0: Well, as I mentioned, Kate September and I will be joining Leslie and her team in just a couple of days on March 18th through the 20th. We'll be in Nashville. Then again on April 22nd through the 24th in Round Rock, Texas. And finally on May 6th through the 8th, in Mobile, Alabama, where we'll each be hosting a live Q&A panel where we'll be fielding all of your burning questions about motherhood and homeschooling, marriage, and so much more. I can tell you no question will be off limits and no struggle will be too small. So you bring those questions and we'd love to chat with you about them. We'll also be presenting individual workshops. I'll be unpacking the seven most common homeschooling methods and introducing you to different curriculum options that run parallel with each of those, as well as sharing some thoughts on homeschooling when you have little ones underfoot. Kate, can you tell us what you're gonna be chatting about in your workshops?
2: I'm gonna be talking about two things in my workshops. The first one is about cultivating God's purpose in your child's life and how important it is to dig deep with God and dream God's big dream for your child. I think a lot of us as parents, we're just afraid to dream big for our kids. And I mean, obviously I was not afraid to do that. I'm a big believer in dreaming big for the children that God gives us. Your children are on this planet to change the world, but you have to find out what are the gifts and talents that God has placed inside your child and then help them develop and nurture those gifts. So I'm going to talk about that and and what we did and, and, and how hopefully how I can help you do that. And then the second thing I'll be speaking on is the impossible is God's comfort zone. So imagine stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something crazy with God, something utterly impossible that you could not do without his help. I mean, just imagine grabbing hold of the bungee cord and jumping smack dab into his purpose for your life. So I'm going to share all about what a God dare is and how taking it can change your life. Because one thing I can tell you, moms, if you you come to these workshops, you know, you're a mom right now. You'll always be a mom, but mom is not your only name. There's going to come a day when those kids are grown and gone and you're going to look at your life and go, well, now what do I do? There's more for you to do than just raise kids. So come on and come and see me. (laughs) We're going to have fun at the Teach Them Diligently conference.
0: And how about you, September?
3: Um, in addition to the Q&A panel that we'll be doing as a podcast group, I will be doing two individual workshops. And the first one is how to homeschool kids with character. This is one of my favorite workshops. And then my second workshop will be how to homeschool multiple ages and grades, which I thought I was kind of through that season, but um, God obviously had other plans. And now I'm back at that again with um, homeschooling to my granddaughters and the four left that we have at home. So now again, we have six students ages in grades, 10, all the way down to pre-K toddler diapers Um, again. So I feel like um, it's just a true test to preparing for my workshop for teach them diligently this year again. So I'm really excited about that and how to make that work. And um, I know a lot of moms and families are in that, that season right now.
0: So you're going to be preaching to yourself. It sounds like <laughs>
3: I am every day as I'm, you know, checking on them and teaching no them rest and- for
2: the weary for yeah. September. Oh my <laughs> goodness.
3: Well, we'd
0: love to have you join us, mama for more information about any of the upcoming online or in-person teach them diligently conventions. Be sure to head to mom slash 53. We'd love to have you join us. I hope to see you there.